Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of Zero Down Shots, a special segment from the podcast vertical of the Economics Department of Miranda House. Today, I Kunjil and I Anshu are going to talk about a very in-news topic of the world, the end of the second Elizabethan era, UK economy in turmoil. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Britain's longest-serving monarch, Queen Elizabeth II, on Thursday, September 8th, has deeply affected the United Kingdom. While the country was in 10 days of mourning till the Queen's state funeral was held on September 19th at Westminster Abbey, the monarch's death further slowed down an economy weakened by double-digit inflation, risk of recession, numerous strikes, and a fall in sterling. But let's start from the beginning. We'll begin by discussing the UK's economy from the beginning of 2022. The British Chamber of Commerce forecasts a recession for the UK economy in the short run, with three consecutive quarters of contraction between quarter two and quarter four of year 2022. Annual GDP growth expectations continue to fall from 2021 to 2022. Unlike the Bank of England, however, the BCC expects the economy to grow in 2023, albeit at a very low rate of 0.2%, with a slight increase to 1% in 2024. But this makes us wonder why the UK's GDP was insufficient both before and during the pandemic. Let's talk about that now. After the UK officially exited the Single Market and Customs Union from the transition period on December 31, 2020, which was a result of the June 2016 referendum, trade with the European Union decreased. The COVID-19 pandemic, the disruption of the global supply system and the shocks in energy and food prices coexisted with the economic effects of Brexit. Moreover, the nationwide lockdown implemented to save the nation from COVID-19 pandemic caused an unparalleled decline in UK's GDP. This decline was caused by public health initiatives such as social isolation, travel restrictions and the closure of non-essential businesses between April and June of 2020. The biggest quarterly recession of households' expenditure ever occurred during this period when spending on dining out, lodging, travel and amusement decreased immensely. Following the removal of restrictions, the GDP, along with household spending, increased rapidly in the third quarter of 2020, from July to September. By the first quarter of 2022, it appeared as though the gross domestic product will be back to its pre-pandemic levels. But alas, that didn't happen. The effects of the international response to the Russia-Ukraine war in 2022 were amplified over the UK, causing problems such as decline in household spending and real wages, weaker export prospects and a pessimistic outlook for global economy, poor investment conditions and rapidly declining business confidence. Businesses and consumers face greater prices in 2022 
as rampant inflation continued to rise. The Consumer Price Index is expected to peak by the end of year 2022, indicating increased and more sustained inflationary pressure. This is an increase from the previous already soaring rate of 10%. The CPI is expected to drop down a bit in the next year before returning to the Bank of England's target in 2024. As noted by renowned UK analysts, the most recent quarterly economic forecast will provide little comfort to either consumers or businesses. With the UK economy already in recession, the extreme inflationary pressure is only likely to worsen as we approach the festive time of December. Addressing these pressures must be at the top of the list for UK's new Prime Minister, Elizabeth Truss. But the question here arises is how did the Queen Elizabeth II death worsen the economic situation of the United Kingdom? The economy is strained as the entire United Kingdom mourns the death of its longest-serving monarch, just as it was at many points during her reign, which included both booms and busts, oil shocks, trade wars, currency turmoils, and financial crisis. Because the Queen died amidst a particularly difficult turmoil, the period of mourning takes place against a bleak backdrop. For example, the end of Second Elizabethan era was marked on September 8th morning by the suspension of planned strikes by tens of thousands of postal and transportation workers. They have been calling for higher wages as the economy was deteriorating. The death of Queen prompted the organizers to postpone their strikes until after the period of public mourning has ended. It was just one way the pathos of economic crisis collided with the pathos of Queen Elizabeth's death. The British pound then fell to its lowest level against the UK dollar since 1985 the next day. The financial market watcher raised the possibility of an IMF bailout if Britain continues down the rocky road it is now on. But ordinary Britons will not pause for memorials, and such pressures are only increasing. The cost of living in the United Kingdom is rising at the fastest rate in four decades, as food and fuel prices rise, fueled in Britain as in many other places, by the impact of Russia-Ukraine war. Meanwhile, the UK's National Health Service is still struggling to recover from the pandemic's havoc. The number of people waiting for routine hospital treatment has risen to nearly 7 million with the healthcare system struggling to fill tens of thousands of vacancies. The reasons for the gaps range from extreme stress experienced by healthcare workers during the pandemic to Brexit, which has resulted in a decrease in European nurses coming to work in Britain. As a result, an important national institution is under attack in a country under attack on multiple fronts. Prime Minister Truss has announced a plan to protect ordinary Britons from an unexpected increase in energy bills. But as the conflict in Ukraine continues, what happens if global energy prices soar to new highs? What about Brexit? Britain's divorce agreement with Europe remains a source of contention, with bitter dispute over key provisions threatening to deteriorate relations with the country's largest trading partner. 
What about the Queen's death-related expenses that the government will now have to incur? Following the death of Queen Elizabeth II, many expenses must be incurred to effect necessary changes. The cost of the coronation and funeral of the deceased head of state alone would cost the country 6 billion euros. However, this amount is still less than what is expected to be spent on organizational changes. Her Majesty's death will most likely cost the British economy 1.6 billion to 7 billion dollars in bank holidays, company closures, funeral expenses, coronation expenses, changes to passports, military and police uniforms, currency adjustments and other minor institutional changes. Since assuming the throne in 1952, the Queen has become the most famous person on the planet. Her portraits can be found on stamps, coins and banknotes to name a few. Her signatures can be found on post boxes and government signs all over the country. It would take several years or decades to gradually remove all of this and replace them with those of King Charles III, according to experts. Some may never be replaced at all, while others may take a lifetime. Furthermore, banks and the stock exchange in the United Kingdom were closed on the day of the Queen's death. In addition, out of respect for the Queen, the majority of companies in the United Kingdom did the same. This was the first significant hit to the British economy since the death of Queen Elizabeth II. The funeral was held about 10 days after Her Majesty died on September 19, 2022. An official bank holiday was declared resulting in a second closure of the stock market and banks during the period of mourning, further harming the British economy, which was already struggling to recover from the recession. Time is running out and the government must step up and do what is required to protect the businesses, livelihoods and jobs. Amidst the countrywide mourning, all agree that economic growth is desirable. The challenge is how to pursue it against the backdrop of ongoing geopolitical uncertainty, stagflation, productivity gaps and the cost of living crisis. Sustainable growth for the UK economy could lie in the following major areas. Embracing the full benefits of the digital age, boosting business investment for sustainable growth, boosting healthcare investment and promoting a high-skilled economy through higher education. Looking at the unprecedented levels of uncertainty at both global and national levels, there is no quick fix for the series of tough challenges the UK's Prime Minister is facing. To deliver an ambition in which an economically strong and more sustainable economy is a reality. The government must consider focusing policy on the above-mentioned areas.